You're broken down and tired of living life on the merry-go-round. Hello, and thank you for tuning into the first episode of Woke. I'm Gil Singletary, the host and your personal guide on this journey into what would surely be the start of something bold and something new. Today's episode, New Year, New You, is all about leveling up and turning a page in 2020 and making plans to rock 2021. Let's face it, 2020 was a hell of a year. But the real question is this, what did you do with it? What did you do with all the time you had to think, reflect, and plan your next move? I'm going to keep it real with you, right out of the gate. If you don't emerge out of this pandemic with some new skill, idea, plan, or new approach to make your life or your kid's life better, maybe the biggest impediment in 2020 to your success was you. Not time, not opportunity, not ability, but you. I already know what many of you are thinking right now. 30 seconds into this podcast, and this guy's already giving me the business. Not at all. I get it. 2020 was a struggle. In May, I lost my mom. And I know many of you had losses as well. Some of you lost a loved one as well. A job, relationships. But it's up to us to decide if 2020 will be a lesson or a death sentence. 2020 is gone. At this point, you're either looking for an excuse or to find a way to make things better. For those looking to find a way, this episode is for you. Step one, take a hard look at yourself in the mirror. Then ask yourself, is what you're doing today getting you any closer to where you want to be tomorrow? If the answer to that question is no, it's time to change directions. If the answer is yes, then ask yourself, what percentage of what you're doing today is getting you closer to where you want to be tomorrow? If it's less than 50%, then you have an issue with distractions and priorities. Eventually, that 50% will erode to 30, and that 30 to 15, and that 15 to zero. Second, take a look at your crew. The people you call your friends, the people you text weekly and hang out with. Now ask yourself, how do the people you surround yourself with reflect you and where you want to be in five years? The bottom line is this. If you take a look at your circle and you don't become inspired by the things that the people in your circle are doing, you're running with the wrong crew. More importantly, if you look at your circle and think that you are the smartest one in your group, you are definitely running with the wrong crowd. Let me tell you, only iron can sharpen iron. Lions don't run with sheep. If you want to be the boss, you cannot surround yourself with a bunch of laborers. It just doesn't work. If you want it in 2021, you can have it. But listen, I said you can have it. I didn't say anyone was going to give it to you. And I didn't say it was going to be easy. All I can tell you is this. If you really want it, you can have it. The question is, how bad do you want it? I hear you. I want it bad, Doc. I want it badly. I'll do anything for it. Okay. Then the next question is, what are you willing to give up for? What are you willing to sacrifice for? Change is uncomfortable. And at times, let's face it, it hurts. Are you willing to be comfortable being uncomfortable? It's not what you're willing to give. It's what you're willing to give up. 
It doesn't matter what your goals are in 2021, whether it's to lose weight, get a better job, find a husband or a wife. It doesn't matter. It's not about what you're willing to give. It's all about what you are willing to sacrifice. Here's an example. Let's assume your, your thing is losing weight, right? If someone said to you, for one time and one time only, you can lose whatever amount of weight you want, but it's going to cost you $5,000 or let's say 75% of your next paycheck for two consecutive months. How many of you would take that deal? I already know. 75 to 90% of you would take that deal. But guess what will happen within a year's time? About 90% of you will be back at the weight you started at prior to the original deal as if it never happened. Why? Because it's easier to give something than it is to give up something. You see, to keep the weight off, you have to give up something, a lot of somethings. The Big Macs, the fries, eating late at night, the sweets, oh, the sweets, and give up sitting on the couch for exercising. That takes sacrifice. If it's a relationship you want, you have to learn forgiveness and the art of compromising and walking away without having the last word. Hmm, I know that's tough. You have to give up a lot of somethings, no matter what it is. You can't give what you've been giving and expect to get something better in return. That's bottom line. In order to achieve something you've never had, you must be willing to do things you've never done. Stay with me. You see, many of us were not raised for the world that we're living in or the world that we desire to be in. Hmm, I'm gonna let that marinate for a minute. I'm gonna repeat that. You see, many of us, myself included, were not raised or prepared for the world we are living in or the world we want to coexist in. Many of us were raised in broken homes, dysfunctional families, toxic families, placed in a position where it was survive or die. Speaking for myself, I was raised to survive. The thought of living and preparing for tomorrow was foreign to me. My parents taught me how to survive, how to get by, how to keep my head above water at all costs. It took me becoming a psychologist and many years later to understand that I actually had a surviving brain and not a living or learning brain. My relationship with people and all things were all transactional. I was alive, but I wasn't living. A surviving brain sees the world through life and death, while a living and learning brain sees the world through a window of opportunity. In order for me to grow, I had to change from having a surviving brain to a living and learning brain. It's a process. It takes time. I remember not that long ago having a conversation with a dear friend while visiting home. We were talking about life insurance of all things. He was saying how his job provided him with, I think it was like $10,000 if anything happened to him on or off the job. He was like, man, I'm straight. If something happened to me, my family wouldn't have to ask anyone for anything, no one to bury me. I didn't say anything at the time. I was thinking, hmm, this is this is pretty cool, because at that time, my job provided like I think it was fifty thousand dollars for burial and those types of things. So I'm thinking I'm straight. No problems here as, as well. But on my way home, I revisited that conversation in my head and I started thinking, wait a minute, I have a wife and three kids. I live in a house that costs well over half a million dollars. If something happened to me. What in the heck is $50,000 going to do for me and my family? Who is going to pay for my kids to go to college? 
And most importantly, how will they be able to afford to live in the house that we built? That was just another reminder of the remnants left behind by my surviving brain. Again, I wasn't raised for the world that I now live in. Growing up, you purchased just enough insurance to put yourself in the ground. In most black and brown communities, death is not about a transfer of wealth, but a cancellation of debt. Compare this to the reality that nearly 40% of wealth is acquired through inheritance. Generally, life insurance proceeds you receive as a beneficiary due to death are tax-free and not considered income. But that's a different way of thinking, and I get it. Again, where I'm from, it's about survival. It's living for today and not for tomorrow. So once I came to this realization, you can only imagine what I did, right? I reallocated some of my financial assets to cover my blind spots. It's about growth, not trying to be different or better than anyone else. And again, if your friends don't understand that, bro, sis, you are running in the wrong circles. As a kid and as much as my adult life, I didn't know anything about generational wealth and asset accumulation. But remember, as I said, as a kid, I can no longer think about things I did as a kid. Okay, back to what I was saying. Despite my education and my many life experiences, I am constantly having to check myself and remind myself of my surviving brain. Let me be clear. It's not about forgetting where you come from, but knowing exactly where you come from. And knowing where you come from can be both. I said both, an asset and or a liability to where you are going or where you want to be. Honestly, it was after figuring this out that life was no longer an all or nothing proposition for me. It was at this point that I started to depart from a surviving brain to a living and learning brain. It was at this very moment I became free of my past. Failure was no longer a death sentence for me. My failures became valuable life lessons. I learned to use my pain as a source of motivation rather than my underlining source of anger. I was no longer ashamed of growing up in the projects. I was no longer ashamed to say my parents didn't finish middle school when asked if my parents were doctors or lawyers. Because I had something in me that no one in the room had. I had no fear of failure. Let me repeat that. I had zero fear of failure. And that, my friends, was invaluable. I knew whatever happened to me in that room could never be worse than the things I'd seen or I've been through. Why am I sharing this with you? Because many of you are in the same place as I was many years ago, trying to coexist in a world that you were not prepared for, trying to break into an industry that doesn't recognize you or your talents. You're standing at the door of opportunity, sitting there waiting for someone to ask you to come in. Nah, them days are over. That is so, so, so 2020. In 2021, we are no longer accepting the things that we can't change. We are changing the things that we can no longer accept. Again, that way of thinking is so 2020. Speaking of which, isn't it funny how 2020 is supposed to represent perfection? Think about this for a minute. If someone said to you, you had 2020 vision, what does that mean? Think about it. Stay with me for a minute. So if we are all, so if we all have 2020 vision or 2020 and we're seeing things perfectly, what is it that we are really seeing? What if 2020 was a test for all of us? Let me tell you, there are two things in life in this world that define us. Our patience when we have nothing 
in our attitudes when we have everything. So what if 2020, what if all of this was one big test? If you were among the, for the unfortunate, rather, to have lost a lot in the past year, what did you learn about yourself, about your character, assuming it was a test? If you were among the fortunate to have gained during this time of turmoil, what does your success say about your humility and grace? During this time of distress, did you offer to help someone who was less fortunate than you? Or did you take the opportunity to show that person just how much better off you were than him or her? No matter what your position was in 2020, you cannot take baggage you accumulated in 2020 and take it with you in 2021. Whatever it is, maybe you've been hurt, cheated out of a promotion, your marriage or relationship is struggling, or perhaps you've been struggling with addiction or an eating disorder. Whatever hurt you have, whatever pain you have, you cannot bring it with you into 2021. Get help and deal with it. Stop making excuses and telling yourself that you have it under control. Stop fooling yourself that you don't need help and no one is here to help you. Stop being ashamed and embarrassed about a problem that everybody already knows about. Ask for help and let the healing begin. Everyone experiences pain. Suffering is an entirely different story. Suffering is optional. Pain and suffering are two distinct things. We don't choose the pain that we experience. However, we do choose if we want to suffer in that pain. Next, forgive those who hurt you. I know that many of you are thinking, see, he has went way too far with this. I was good with all the other stuff. Now he's talking about forgiving people, letting things go. And I know many of you are thinking, I have held on to this hurt for too many years to let it go now. That's not happening. Again, I hear you. I hear everything you're saying. But please understand, forgiveness is not about freeing the person. It's about freeing you. Forgiveness is not about forgetting. It's about moving forward and not remaining frozen in time. See, when you hold grudges and withhold forgiveness, you freeze yourself in that moment, not the person. See, some of us think holding on makes us stronger. Not at all. It's letting go that takes more courage and it's much stronger. Letting go makes us stronger. Finding a way to memorial find a way to memorialize it, whatever it might be that's holding you back. That forgiveness, find a way to memorialize it. Find a way to bury that problem, earn that problem, and walk away. Finally, and most important, forgive yourself. It was never your fault to begin with. Don't be a prisoner of your past. Forgive yourself and remain free. It's a new year, and it's time for a new year. What happened in 2020 and all the years prior no longer matter. What matters is what you are going to do with the time you have left. What happens in 2021 will be up to you. If you can believe it, sis, if you can believe it, bro, you can truly achieve it. See you next time in the cast. The next episode, Being Black in a Pandemic, you don't want to miss. Don't forget, share with a friend and remember, stay woke. And I